Today in Agronomy on KFIL AM 1060 with Pioneer Field Agronomist Allie Wise and Josh Schaffner. Here's Josh and Allie. Good morning, Southeast Minnesota. Today is February 10th, 2021. Josh, this is episode number 59. Um, A lot of things to talk about today, but I think for starters, you know, common ground, no matter where you live here in Southeast Minnesota or beyond, very freezing cold temperatures right now. And, you know, does have a lot of folks questioning, is this helping our rootworm cause at all? Yeah, I, I wish it was. Um, unfortunately, I, I, I don't think it's probably doing us a lot of benefit, just mainly because of the snow cover. Um, we have, I mean, not, we don't have huge amounts of snow out there, but there's probably, you know, anywhere from, I think there's a good six, eight, 10 inches on the ground, even in most fields, even after the wind, in some cases deeper as we kind of built some dunes out there. And, and that snow is going to insulate the ground pretty good. Um, you know, I, we really need to get ground temperatures down there, you know, three, four, five plus inches, you know, way down there, probably in the single digits or even to below zero. And um, we're definitely not getting that with the, with the insulation layer we got there. But um, either way, it's cold. And I guess that's all we can do is uh, say it, what we always say in Minnesota, it could be worse, right? It could be colder. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's, the wind isn't blowing or yeah, just think of a nice comment to say around that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, just quickly wanted to cover that. As we move into the rest of the show, though, we did want to dig a little deeper into the digital side of things. Um, as we think of planning for 2021 or anytime we're planning, I think the digital piece certainly holds a lot of value in that arena. But on the flip side of that, they're all there are also so many digital tools that are available in the marketplace right now. And I think that can kind of lead to some growers that get a little bit frustrated with digital on their farm. You know, for one, they're just unsure of, I'm interested in digital, where should I get started? And then on the flip side of that, they do see the value in digital tools. Um, so just, you know, any thoughts around, you know, advice for growers, they want to get started, where do they start? And then how can they just maybe take some of the stress out of digital across their operation? Yeah, that's a that's a great um, kind of statement question there. And, and I think that frustration is real. And, and when I, you know, talk to growers, it's, you know, in our role alley, we get involved in digital a little bit. Can we be, you know, maybe a, a digital contact lead with a grower that that might be a, a little more, but you know, the one thing at Cortevin Pioneer is we, we do have some great tools. And I think the one thing um, that, that we might be able to offer up that can help, you know, maybe leave some stress is our, our, our tools are very, um, grower friendly. And I, I think maybe that's one thing that's unique about us is, um, you know, growers basically get access to the tools the same way you or I do as an employee that, that, that has access to these tools, whether that be from field planning to, you know, VRS, which is a vertebrate seating, which is a free service. And it, it can build into to bigger things than that. But I think just the, the, the base level of it is really good. Um, growers can do their data management on their own. There doesn't have to be a middle person in there. We can help support that. But I think if they, for growers that haven't been in our tools, I think the one thing that they'll they'll see very quickly is um, there's a lot they can do on their own. And sometimes if, if they can eliminate maybe um, some middle persons, that, that might make some things easy. That's one thing that's unique about a lot of our digital offerings, Allie. Yeah, I thought that was a good take on it. And I think I just wanted to reiterate the ease of use because that is really important. You look at, you know, a lot of the things that our Corteva offering would offer a lot of things that folks or operations are probably already doing. You know, maybe you're keeping track of your fields by an Excel, you have your documents that you print in a binder to put in every tractor cab or piece of equipment throughout the growing season. And I think what our system does is just simplify that for you. It's all in one place and allows you the ability to plan field by field. Um, And then there's also, you know, more in-depth digital tools that we can 
still find ease of use with, which kind of leads me to, I'm going to fire it back to you for another question. But so like we talked about the ease of use of our digital offering here at Pioneer and Corteva, um, but what's maybe one of the tools that really stands out in terms of ease of use um, around digital for us? Yeah, I think um, a couple of things on the ease of use. I think having everything um, being web-based, I think is just a huge advantage where, you know, you can get on it from any computer. You don't have to you know, beyond a computer, that's everything's got to be downloaded on, um, you know, whether you got your office computer or computer in the house, if you can get on the internet, you you can get access to, to work with the tool. And whether it be, you know, working on scripts, uploading data, you know, running reports and things like that, which I think is is one thing that that's really unique. And then you pair that with some mobile tools, you know, there, there's some mobile apps with Pioneer Seeds and, and Granular Insights. So, I mean, there's a kind of, you know, maybe a mobile device where whether it be you're out in the field or need to look something up in the cab, which is nice. Um, but those are probably, I think, two of the things that really, you know, help make this stand out and make it look easy. And the other thing that I really like is functionality is the same for the grower as it is for us. I kind of reference that, but, you know, if you want some help with VRS, we can do that. Or if you want to call your sales rep or call us, um, you got the right permissions, we can view that or give you some suggestions. But the one thing is I talk to a lot of growers that, you know, in some cases, maybe they're paying three, four, five dollars an acre for VRS. And it's and they're like, I like VRS, but you know, I think I could do this myself. And and the great thing about our tools is we offer a tool like that that they can use. Um, you know, takes a little bit, you know, not a lot of time, but if you can get logged in, get your farms and fields outlined and start getting data in there, um, you you can get a VRS script wrote really fast. And the other thing that's nice is you can make edits. So if you look at your farms and fields, say, hey, I don't know if I agree with that recommendation that was generated by the computer you know, I just know that part of the field, it's not right. You can make those edits where you don't got to, you know, kind of call somebody to make those changes. You can do that uh, right on your own. So I think that's a few things that are, that are really nice. Yeah. And you know, those changes better than everyone, anyone as a customer, but as we dig into segment two, I think we're just going to hop a little closer um, into dissecting the variable rate seeding tool available to you as a customer that we also use as employees. So when we come back from break, we'll dig a little deeper into VRS. Welcome back listeners. Uh, Allie there, we kind of introduced the VRS topic here and uh, digital ag a little bit in the first segment. Uh, we mentioned on the promo that uh, we're going to have a guest and we would like to welcome Kelly Herbeck to the show. Um, Kelly, welcome. And maybe first off, just give a, just a brief little background of uh, your role and uh, how what you've been doing with the company. Yeah, you bet. And thanks for having me, Josh. Um, so again, my name is Kelly Herbeck. I am the area digital lead for Corteva. Um, so I work with our entire Corteva digital ag portfolio, including the granular brand of products that maybe many people in the, in the field are familiar with. Um, I was a field agronomist uh, working with you actually, Josh, for a few years back um, in Minnesota, uh, Wisconsin region. And I now operate here in the Northeast um, part, of, part of the country. So my geography, the thing I think is, is the main point for the people would be interested in, it tends to be the fringe. Uh, we wrap around the Corn Belt, and so we have a lot of really unique ag practices that, that happen throughout my entire geography. Well, yeah, well, great. Uh, we appreciate you taking time to join us, and I think we'll we'll kind of jump right in here. And we talked a little bit about, you know, Corteva and Pioneer's digital offer. Now we really want to kind of specifically talk about variable rate seeding. It's that kind of time of year where we're doing field plans and getting products placed and then really taking a look at, you know, what we can do from variable rate seeding standpoint. And, you know, when I think about VRS, you know, there's some there's some factors we always want to consider. And I think everyone looks at a little bit different. But in your view, what are a few things we should really be looking at when we start developing a, a variable seeding script? Yeah, it's a good question. And I, I think variable rate seeding recs can get built a lot of different ways on a lot of different layers that really drive that, that seeding rec. 
the things that I think are really important that you really trust the zones at which you're making that recommendation on, you know, so if you're going to increase your seating rate or decrease your seating rate, you have to trust the reason or the underlying data behind the zone that you've got created that's driving that, that increase or that reduction. Um, and then according to those zones, you have to have a really good yield target in place. So you can't really do good a good job of variable rate seeding unless you have a good understanding and focus and understand the history associated with that field for what the true yield potential is within that boundary. And those two things I think are just really critical to make making sure you've got a good agronomic seeding rec going out. Yeah, no, that, that's a good point. And, and any comments, you know, one thing, um, you know, where we're at Alley here in Southeast Minnesota, we have some farms that have a lot of variability you know, some farms that if you really study that data out, you could create a high yield, mid yield and low yield zone, but that range sometimes can get really narrow. Any comments on, as we look at field variability, maybe some fields that are a, a better target to improve ROI versus other, other farms, Kelly? You know, the, the easy answer, Josh, is, um, you know, your, your fields that have the most variability, obviously are gonna turn, return your best results when it comes to, to variable rate seeding. I mean, that, that's the easy answer. I, th I think what I look at and what gets missed a lot of times with operations that we work with are, yes, there's value in variable rate seeding within the field. There's also a ton of value in variable rate seeding across the operation. So from one boundary to the next, from one field to the next, understanding the yield target, and even if that's a, a pretty good solid flat rate yield target across the field, making sure you're making those changes on the fly from one field to the next is really gonna help you at the end of the day, get the best dollars and cents across the operation. Yeah, I think that's a great take on it. And I think, you know, just taking this one step farther in the first segment, Josh and I talked about, you know, the digital arena in itself, there's a lot of tools and different markets for what we can, how we can create VRS, for example, but with Pioneer and Corteva Digital specifically, any key takes on what maybe sets our systems apart from others and how that makes it really easy to create some of these VRS scripts? Yeah, there's a couple things there, Ali. So first I mentioned zones earlier. And I think our system, the way we're set up, we make it really easy to make sure we've got a several good agronomic layers of data underlying that boundary to make good decisions from. So we've got you know, your, um, your LIDAR data, which gives us some of that elevation change that we tweak with the Sergo data to really refine some of that base underlying soil, soil characteristics. We then can marry that or bring in the um, harvest data from the past you know, several years, make sure that that's cleaned and edited, and bring those layers together to define better zones. And so I think our zone creation process is as simple as it can be for a really complex process that, that happens behind the scenes. Beyond that then, when we, when we think about hybrid placement, you know, at Pioneer, we talk a lot about right product, right placement. Well, getting the right product on the right field is super important, but we have some really good breeding and science that goes along with that hybrid research that we can unlock at a better level in terms of variable rate seeding on that field. So once we got that boundary set, once we've got those um, zones created in the field, when we place that hybrid, we can really refine that seeding rate recommendation and that range specific to that hybrid, I think better than anybody else in the industry. So those, those are a few things that just top of mind come, come to my head when, when you ask me that question. Yeah, and I think I might reiterate just what you said, because I would echo, you know, we look at just our ability, the agronomic data by the soil type and by yield data, customized seeding rates to our hybrids and competitors. And then most importantly, and you hit on this, you know, we look at even, we can change our field zones very efficiently and quickly. And I think that's a key point when I look at, you know, 
ourselves as employees versus you as the customer. We're all seeing the same thing as we create the, these recs and we know how to coach you on how to create these, but you as the customer know your fields better than anyone. You know, are these zones correct? What the system's outputting for us? What do we need to tweak uh, to maximize productivity? Um, across areas of the field. So I think that's a key piece of that too. Um, we appreciate your time today, Kelly, and insights. There's a lot of things we could discuss on the, on the digital side of things. Unfortunately, we're running towards the end of time here today, but certainly as folks have time uh, or questions they'd like to ask us on the digital side, don't hesitate to reach out and we'll talk to you again next week. You've been listening to Today in Agronomy on KFILAM 1060. If you've missed part of the show or want to hear more, check out the show page at kfilradio.com or with the 103.1 KFIL app. Stay connected with Allie and Josh on Twitter. It's at Allie G-Wise, W-I-S-E, and at Josh Schaffner to submit your questions for the show. Tune in next Wednesday for the next Today in Agronomy on KFILAM 1060. We'll see you.